0: Good morning. It is great to be with you here today. Even though I can't be with you in person, I am with you in spirit. And uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Ruth Thomas. I'm the CEO of World Hope International in Australia. Uh, together with World Hope International Canada and World Hope International USA, uh, we work alongside the Wesleyan Church wherever they are in the world, providing the compassionate arm of discipleship and working in partnership with the Wesleyan Church. So uh, I'll be sharing a few stories today about what World Hope is doing around the world. So Dallas and I have uh, five grandchildren. We're looking forward to our sixth next month. And I have the privilege of minding my youngest granddaughter, Harriet, uh, one day a week. She's a very precocious and vibrant character and she lights up the room when she enters. Sometimes, though, if she falls and she hurts herself or something happens, she cries, naturally, like, like any child would. The best way... To help her to recover is to distract her and to get her focusing on something else so that she doesn't continue to dwell on the tragedy that just happened. We help her to refocus her mind and her attitude and then all is well with the world. It is very easy to dwell on the tough and on the hard and on the inconvenient and on the bad stuff. And I don't want to diminish Anything about the global pandemic or, or the situation that we find ourselves in today around the world. And I also acknowledge how tough it is for Victorians right now with your lockdown. And I don't want to acknowledge, uh, to, to, to uh, um, diminish that, but to acknowledge that that is tough. But today I want us to look at how we can refocus despite what's going on and in around us. I want us to look at the word generosity from a different perspective. We're going to look at Abraham who was the very first of the Hebrew patriarchs that we read about in Genesis. He left his home in Mesopotamia with his family because God had called him to begin a new nation in a place that God had not told him about yet. He later learned that it was Canaan. And as we read the story of Abraham, we see that he obeyed God's commands without question. Throughout his life, God promised him many times that his seed would inherit the land and that he would be the father of many nations. But as yet, as we read this scripture today, uh, that has not come about, that promise to Abraham and Sarah has not come about and they don't have a child as yet. So let's read Genesis 18 verses 1 to 8. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting in the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and he saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and he bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought and then you may wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat, so that you can be refreshed, and then go on your way, now that you've come to your servant. Very well they answered, Do as you say. So Abraham hurried to into the tent, and, and he said to Sarah, Quick, get three says of the finest flour, and knead it, and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd, and he selected a choice tender calf, and he gave it to his servant, Who hurried to prepare it? He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared, and he set these before them. And while they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Abraham was 99 years old at this time. He had lived a full life up till now, and he had received a promise from God previously that he would be the father of many nations. And have many descendants. But as I said, that had not come about as yet. Despite that unfulfilled promise, despite things not going the way that they thought that that they would have by now, Abraham and Sarah found ways to be generous in their everyday lives. I want us to consider as we look through this scripture that generosity. Is not a number, it's an attitude. So to have generosity, we need to be expectant and looking for opportunity. It was the heat of the day, and Abraham was sitting in the doorway of his tent. He notices travelers. Now in that time, there were not many inns or accommodation places along that route and so it was common for travellers to be hosted by families on that road in that dusty remote region. And even though it was an expected custom, here we see Abraham was eager to host these travellers and he ran to greet them and invite them to stay for food and water. He told Sarah to quickly bake the bread. He had a posture of expectancy. He was looking for an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. At World Hope, we seek to empower and collaborate with grassroots community to effect sustainable change in partnership with them. One of our ministries in the Philippines is with a minority tribe called the Age. Our child sponsorship program enables children with fees and uniforms so that they can attend school. The school they attend was actually established and is run by the Wesleyan Church of the Philippines. Now, these children had to walk some distance to get to and from school each day, and part of the journey included walking through a river. They had to walk through a river. To get to school, to do that, they would wrap up their uniforms and books in a plastic bag and they'd carry it above their heads and they crossed the river. And then on the other side, they would change into their dry uniforms and, and head off to school. And they did the reverse on the way home at the end of the day. Smaller children were carried on the shoulders of either older brothers and sisters or a parent. This community where we have a Wesleyan church, they came to World Hope and they said, we want our children to receive an education. We see it as very important, but there is a barrier which makes it very difficult for them to attend school each day and it's not safe, especially when there is heavy rain and the river rises. They told us that they discussed it as a community and had actually drawn up plans for a bridge that they told us that they could provide the labour from their own community. All they needed was funds to pay for material to build the bridge so that the children could attend school in safety. Well, to us, that was just a no-brainer. And of course we said yes. We got some of our donors on board and we funded this bridge. It is a physical bridge which provides safe passage for these children to attend school But it's also a bridge of opportunity. Education provides an individual with opportunity and as Nelson Mandela said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. World Hope is always looking for opportunities to empower and our donors are partners with us in that with the global pandemic. We've had to make some changes and pivot with our programs. But we are fortunate that most of our in-country staff are Philippine nationals. And when schools shut, when the government shut the schools and our staff um, couldn't, um, the, the children couldn't attend school, our staff were able to use that bridge to visit the children and to support the families with home learning by taking school books and resources to the students across that bridge, as well as providing education about um, COVID-19 to the community to keep them safe. Together, we are expectant and looking for opportunities to minister and help lift people up. This is what World Hope is all about, to have an attitude of generosity we need to be expectant, to be looking for opportunity. The other point that I want to look at today is that Abraham and Sarah gave from their ordinary and their everyday. We see that Abraham asked Sarah to bake bread, and then he himself went to pick the animal for roasting, which he then had his uh, servant cook. And when the food was prepared, Abraham himself served to his visitors. They gave of what they had and they gave it willingly, participating in the preparation and in the serving. Their attitude was, I get to serve, not I have to serve. Something that is ordinary and everyday and is essential to everyone the world over is water. This morning, I got up and I filled my kettle with clean water from the tap in my kitchen for a cup of tea. I turned on my bathroom sink tap and I brushed my teeth with clean water. I have access to clean water and so many times I take it for granted. Did you know that 2.1 billion people worldwide don't have clean water at the household level. Without clean water, these communities are stuck in a poverty trap. When a community have access to clean water, it can change just about everything. It can improve health, access to food, education opportunity, and local economy growth. Clean water is central to community development. And World Hope's social venture, TAP Effect, is changing lives in a sustainable and transformative way among the indigenous tribes of, in, in northern Cambodia. World Hope is actively working in all areas of development among the Bunong tribe, and we are excited that TAP Effect has successfully provided access To clean water in a mountainous region where drilling wells are not possible given the landscape in the region. In 2019 World Hope began a pilot project with TAP Effect. We connected 100 households, two schools, one health centre. In 2020 we connected 3,000 homes, eight schools and four health centres. In 2021 we are fully operational, covering 80 kilometres of piped water across two districts, providing 800,000 litres of water per day and connecting six to eight households a day. And we've been able to do that because of generous donors who have been expectant, looking for opportunity and given from their their own everyday resources. They have seen the needs and they've read the stories of impact that we have shared of vulnerable communities and they've given so that through World Hope these communities can be empowered. The burden for collecting water in many, many countries falls on women and girls which can take hours. And when a home is connected to clean water, this means that they have all those hours back. They have the time to go to school and receive an education. It means that women have time to start a small business and earn an an income. They can pay their debts and improve their quality of life. Generosity is not a number. It's an attitude. And extravagant generosity is not out of anybody's reach. In Mark 12, we read about the story of the widow who was at the temple and dropped a couple of coins into the offering plate. Now, Jesus saw her and he told his disciples, she has given more than those who were making a show and dropping in bags of money because she gave everything that she had. She gave extravagantly. She had an attitude of generosity. Now, I'm not advocating that you give away everything and that you go destitute yourself. That is not wise giving, not at all. But as God prompts you and as He shows you the opportunities to give, we need to be obedient. Generosity is not a number. It's an attitude. Abraham was sitting in the doorway of his tent looking for an opportunity to be a blessing and when that opportunity came his way, he eagerly took it and he ran to do what was needed. He eagerly welcomed the visitors and warmly invited them to stay and rest and be refreshed with food and water that he and his family would provide. When we think of the ultimate sacrifice, an act of loving generosity, we can only think of our Saviour, Lord Jesus Christ, who gave up his life for us on the cross. He did that because he had extravagant love for us. And when we become Christians, we are God's image bearers. And as citizens of God's kingdom, we are called to live in love, creating a community of care and service where God's love is reflected in our lives and in our love for each other. A love that reaches out with compassion to the vulnerable. In the same way that Abraham had a posture of expectancy, a posture of looking for an opportunity to be a blessing, and then he And Sarah gave of what they had at hand we are called to have a posture of generosity in the way that we live our life not just financial giving but in our words and in our attitudes and in our actions as I close if you've been prompted by the stories I've shared with you today you can partner with World Hope to connect affordable clean water to homes in Cambodia. Just $200 means one household has clean water and that will impact not only the women and the girls from that home but that entire household as well as the entire community. So we're coming up to our end of financial year and... At World Hope, we had set our goal to raise $25,000 in this year's um, end of financial year appeal so that we can connect 25 homes. Last week, I was chatting with one of our donors and they generously agreed to match every single dollar that we raise up to $25,000, meaning that we can double our impact and connect 50 homes. That is Extravagant generosity. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that as you speak to each of us today through your word, that you would help us to have a posture of expectancy, a posture of looking for opportunity and a posture of extravagant generosity where you show us the needs and that you would help us to be the channel for empowering others through our generosity. Amen.